Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Welcome to another episode of the Open Mic Podcast. Excellent! With your host, Brad Allen. Well, isn't that extra special? Recorded live at Bay Area Studios. Join Brett each week as he interviews celebrities, influencers, authors, high-level entrepreneurs, and much more. At the open mic, no topic is off limits. Giddy up. And you never know who may stop by. Now, here's your host, Brett Allen. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the show. It's your Memorial Day edition, part two. Jackson Dollinger is on the line with us. He is one of the stars of the hit Disney Channel show, Sydney to the Max, and I am excited to chat with him. He is a fantastic young man, wise, far wiser beyond his years than I ever was at that age. I hope you also enjoyed the interview with Lee Greenwood as well. That's available on our website, theopenmicpodcast.show. Now here is our guest, Jackson Dollinger. Welcome into the podcast, my friend. It's good to have you here today. Thank you for having me. Well, I have been following you on social media And we mentioned this in the intro. You are one of the stars of the hit uh, television show, Sydney to the Max. You play young Max. And of course, we want to talk about that, which is a fantastic show. And if you're listening to this and you have children and you haven't seen this show, then you're living under a rock because you're missing out. Uh, We have nothing but time on our hands right now. uh, And we're binge watching everything. So instead of Tiger King, uh, watch his show because you'll be the better for it. Jackson, how are you doing? How are you coping? Yeah, so quarantine, it's, it's going pretty good. I'm using this time to like um, catch up on school and just do some social media. I started a TikTok account. I've been working on that. Um, and yeah, I'm just trying to keep busy. Very cool. Now, I've noticed on social media, you have been supporting organizations to help with COVID-19, what motivated you to do that, which I think it's fantastic, and at such a young age, to be so aware of what's happening in our culture? Yeah, so these are like super scary times, and I really want to use my platform to help inform people on like how bad this is and how we can help, and if you need help, where to go. And um, yeah, I just, I'm really happy that I have a platform to speak out on that kind of thing. Have you had a lot of people reach out to you to ask how they can be involved? Um, well, I post links kind of like where you can get involved. So, um, yeah, I guess a couple of people have reached out to me. Now, let's talk about acting. You have done a lot at such a young age before Sydney to the Max. How did you get started? What made you want to become an actor? What sort of drove you to want to do that? Well, I started acting because of a friend. I'd always be like, hey, you want to come over after school? And he'd say, no, I had an audition. And it became like a constant thing. And I guess that kind of inspired me to ask my parents, like, hey, can I can I try acting? And then I got a commercial agent. And the first audition that I went on was for a Nissan commercial. And I ended up booking that. So that was like my first on-set experience. And uh, I did like several more commercials. And then I was like, hmm, maybe it was time to step it up and, like, go to theatrical. So I got, like, a theatrical agent, and I started going out on theatrical auditions, and eventually I got Sydney to the Max. What is the television show about? So Sydney to the Max is a uh, father-daughter, mother-son comedy set in the present day in the 1990s, and I play a younger version of Sydney's dad, and they flashback to the 90s, which is my time period in the show, (laughs) uh, periodically throughout each episode, and it's really shows that even though technology 
technology and like trends have changed over time, the the challenges that kids face while they're going through middle school like always will remain the same. What do you think about the nineties? The nineties is cool. I like the nineties a lot. The clothes, I really appreciate the clothes and it sparks a lot of conversation between me and my parents because they tell me stories about like when they were around in the nineties and how it was. So yeah, it's great to be in the nineties. Well, I grew up in the nineties, so I could probably relate to your parents when it comes to stories. Now, I have to be honest, I wasn't a big fan of the 90s personally. I, I The clothes weren't super flattering, but uh, that's okay. <laughs> if you enjoy it, that's all that matters. Was there any special yeah. type of training that you had to get or any kind of research that you did to learn about that time frame? Yeah, funny story, actually. Like, while I was on set, I get a lot of help from, like, the prop guys or, like, directors, and they tell me a bunch of stories on, like, the 90s and stuff, and... Uh, we were rehearsing one day, and I had to pick up, uh, like, a rotary phone or a pay phone, something like that, and I had no clue how to use it. So the director had to explain to me that, like, the process of using it, and it was it's just been a learning curve for sure, because I'm just used to the iPhone, where you just hit the button, but it's, it's really complicated. That is funny, man. You crack me up, dude. Yeah. You had to learn how to use a rotary phone or a pay phone. It could be one or the other. Uh, I mean, even with an iPhone, you really don't have to do much. You can just ask Siri to do stuff, right? And she does it for you. What is one of the most or one of the oddest things that you learned about the 90s? I I have a lot of questions because I find it so interesting. I don't talk to many young folks who lived, who who didn't live through that time period because we actually lived it. And now that you're playing a character, I'm just curious, like, what did you find so weird? Did you find anything weird about the 90s or anything that was just kind of like bizarre to you other than the rotary phone? Yeah, I think it's bizarre that you, ha- you had to like walk up to a box and like place quarters in it to make a phone call. Like now I can just hit one button and I call like my emergency contact or my best friend or whatever. So I find it odd like how much more complicated it was in the 90s. And also like, how big the laptops were. Like, the laptops were so big. It's like a boat anchor, right? Just something completely... I know, right? Yeah, yeah. That is funny. Well, I think the show is great, and there's also a lot of family values and lessons, too, that you can learn from the show. Now, what caused you to want to go out for this particular role? Was it an agent that pitched you for it, or what was it that drew you personally to the project? Yeah, so I got the script, and... Me and my mom, like, as usual for an audition, we, we read over it, and the, the, script, the first script that we got was actually a conversation that I, I've had with my mom before. It was like, it was, Mom, can I bleach my hair? Uh, no. Why? Because I said so. And I've had that conversation with my real mom in real life, and we got the script, and we were like, huh, okay, let's do this one, I guess. So it, that was pretty funny, and it, it was kind of just calling my name. I know that you're parents are involved quite a bit with you and your career, obviously, for many reasons. But how, how is it like working with them? Do they help you pick your scripts and help you choose which things to audition for? Or do you... Uh-huh. Like if, the, if they get a, like an email for a script, they'll read over it and make sure like the subject matter is appropriate. And okay. they'll also like, they support me, they drive me places, they help me prepare. Um, and my mom stays at work with me. And yeah. So they're definitely a big part of my career. Now, you mentioned catching up on school right now. How do you do school yeah. when you're filming? How does that work for you? So I, I have to do three hours a day of school. 
but I can do up to five hours. Okay. So I'll just, I have a set teacher, Lois, shout out to Lois. She's the best teacher ever. Um, she's wonderful. And I do school with her and we just, it's kind of, it's like an independent study program. So in like, we have our little classroom and stuff and I go through my work and everything. And then they just call me to set or I keep doing school. But normally when I'm not on set, I'm either eating or doing school. You're eating or doing school. Do you have a favorite go-to food yeah. on set from craft services? Ooh, avocado toast for sure. Oh I my goodness. <laughs> but now you're talking like a 30-year-old. So you're very mature for your age. You're kind of throwing me for Thank a loop, you. my friend. You, 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 you live a very different lifestyle than most kids your age, right? Like, I wouldn't consider yeah. your life to be normal. Now, do you have <laughs> friends outside of the acting world or the celebrity world that you hang out with? And if oh, you do, sure. how do they treat you? Do they treat you different? Do they look at what you do super cool? Or do they just kind of go, whatever, uh, you know, he's just the same old uh, Jackson that we know? Pretty much the same old, same old. Just I get a lot more questions like, what's it like working with her? Or what's it like doing this and that? But like, I went to regular school for a, a while before I started acting. Like when I started homeschool, I, I was on the show already. Mm -hmm. So I went to school and it wasn't, they didn't really treat me any different. Like they knew I was doing just like I was acting and going out on auditions. I just got a couple questions and it, they, pe people just treat me like same old, same old and like family members, same thing. They're just like, what's this? Like, what's it like? Yeah. And I still have to do chores. Like I'm still a normal <laughs> kid. Just like, I get to live this like crazy experience. That's super fun. So you still have to do chores, really right? Mom makes you take out the garbage, yeah. clean the bathroom. So nope. there's no superstar. <laughs> there's no celebrity Jackson at home, right? It's just like, hey. No. no. <laughs> that is so funny. Jackson. Normal Jackson. Well, that is very cool, man. I get this vibe when you're on social media that um, you just really care for people and that you're genuinely concerned about the situation. Now, I also understand that you are very much involved in oceanic uh, environmentalist type things. What What is that yeah. all about and how did you get started in that and, and what is it you do? So three questions there. Yeah, so I'm very passionate about eliminating single-use plastics. Um, I grew up spending my summers on Catalina Island. I surf, so I've seen firsthand the damage we're doing to the ocean. And once I got the show and I kind of got started with social media and everything, my parents were like, all right, so you, you want to use your platform for a cause? And at that point, Disney had already asked me to do, like, uh, Heal the Bay, okay. um, like, promo. And then Heal the Bay invited me to their annual um, gala. And that's where I met a company called Footprint, um, which is a paper straw company. And they wanted to partner with me. So I was like, oh, this cause is kind of just picking me. Why don't I do ocean conservation? Like, I spend my summers on Catalina Island. I surf. Like, this is perfect. So that I just picked that as my cause, and I love it. So... If people wanted to get involved with that, kind of as a subnote, how could they do that, Jackson? You can reach out to Heal the Bay. They can give you advice okay. on what to do. You can just go to your local beach and help pick up trash. Like even the smallest things help. Like go to the beach, clean up, uh, pick up trash. Don't throw your garbage and, um, outside of your car window. That kind of thing. <laughs> exactly, definitely not that. And don't use plastic water bottles. Like there's plenty of things that people can do to help on the smaller scale. Very cool. Well, you're doing that and you are doing your television show, which I'm certain has wrapped now and all yeah, of that. Will there be more? What's that? 
we're on break because of COVID, but we're COVID. going back. So you will be going back. So yeah. do you have more yeah. episodes to do another a back set of episodes or will you be doing another season? What can we expect? Uh, whatever you can talk about. We'll be doing a full third season. We'll be doing a full third season. Stay tuned for that. Now, I know some TV shows, multi-camera sitcoms are filmed in front of an audience. Some are filmed in front of no audience, but a laugh track. Do you tape in front of a live audience? No, we don't have an, a live audience. Okay. So have you done multi-camera live television before? Do you have an interest to do that? I, I actually have not. Like, it, it seems pretty cool, though, to do it in front of an audience. It seems like you can like bounce off their energy and like get strong vibes going from the audience. But um, unfortunately, sending to the max doesn't shoot with a live audience. Okay, well, that's cool. Well, it probably makes it easier too, right? So you don't have as many distractions. If you have a joke or something lands, you know, you can just keep taping. Now, you're doing all these adult things. I consider them to be adult things. What do you do for fun? I know you surf, but is there anything else that takes up your time? Do Do you do games? Do you do anything like that? I mean, what do you like to enjoy doing? I'm not big on video games, but I love to skateboard. I've been skating since I was two. That's like my... Number one thing that I like to do outside of acting, uh, surf, play basketball. Like, I love sports and stuff. Um, I like music. And, yeah, that's what I do outside of that. Now, if there was somebody listening to this who wanted to pursue acting or to be an actor, what advice would you give them? Work hard um, and surround yourself with good people and you'll go far. Now, do you have any folks that you look up to that inspire you that you want to be like? or that you learn things from any other actors that you kind of look at as role models? Well, on Sydney to the Max, I do all my own stunts. So I really look up to Tom Cruise because he's <laughs> a good actor. Cause he's like, he's super subtle with his reactions and um, he does his own stunts. So I think that's super cool. And I really look up to him. Now, do you have any dream jobs that you would like to do? Any actors that you would love to work with that you would just think, man, this would be such a fun project to do. Probably be the rock sidekick or Tom Cruise's sidekick, <laughs> any one of those guys. So do you want to do a drama or do you want to do an action film with them? What would be your go-to? Uh, action drama. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, I want to do, like, crazy stunts, like, like jumping off buildings and swinging on stuff. And I also want to, like, do some crazy acting where I have to be, like, super dramatic. But not, like, over dramatic. you know what I mean? Like, crying scenes and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, I know that you probably go out for a lot of auditions and you were very fortunate to get this role on television. And the fact is, is that most people who go into acting, I've heard it said before, if there's anything else that you want to do, do that because acting has a lot of rejection. It's very challenging. You have to have thick skin. How have you handled Mm -hmm. the rejection that you have gotten at such a young age? How do you process it and turn that into something positive for the next one that you go out for? Each time I get rejected, it kind of motivates me to work harder. I'm just that kind of person where they say no. And then I just, it just motivates me to like do something different and work harder and wait till the next one and do better on the next one. And my parents also help me get through that. They're like, Oh, it's okay. There's always another one. And I really don't try to like, one thing that helps me is like, after I do the audition, I leave it all in the audition room and I don't really think about it. I leave it up to the universe. So that really helps me. Like I just kind of forget it from my mind and whatever happens. Do you have any experiences that you would want to share where it was hard for you or 
the way that you just explained it? Is that pretty much it? Um, as far that as that was pretty much it. Like, just I went on a lot of auditions. I didn't get a lot of auditions, and yeah. Well, it's no secret that hard work is what really pays off, right? Like just keeping at sure, something. Yeah. Do you recommend that people mm-hmm. take classes or read books? Did you do any of that at all? Definitely, classes help me so much. They're great. They're a great tool to like master your craft, learn your craft. Um, at coaching, like private coaching, I still coach for auditions, so I just recommend classes and coaching. Very cool. Well, Sydney to the Max is a great show. Looking forward to finishing it up. Yes, sir. And looking forward to another season of that. And I know you're doing a lot of different things. Are you binge watching anything right now? Do you like to watch yourself on TV? Do you do you watch yourself with your parents? Or are you one of those types that you're just like, nope, once I do the work, I'm good with it? No, I watch myself. I like watching myself on TV. Um, it just it makes me feel like my hard work paid off. And it's like nice to see it all come together. Because I'm always behind the scenes and I get to go to the editing room because obviously I'm not a director yet. Um, But it's nice to see the final product. So I do like watching it on Fridays with my parents. Is there any hopes? Would you want to direct someday? Is that something that you would like to do? Yeah, I really want to try like being a cameraman or directing it. It seems fun to do things on the other side of the camera. Are you inspired to write anything? Oh, yeah, for sure. It would be super cool to be a writer, like an executive producer or something like that. That would be amazing. Well, there you go. You can write an action drama and you can write parts for The Rock. You can write parts for Tom Cruise. I don't know if you want to throw in some comedy, maybe a part for Kevin Hart. And uh, you've got a blockbuster hit on your on your hands. Well, th- thank you for hanging out with me. Now, if people want to learn more about you, obviously your show, they can watch it. But uh, if they want to learn more about those causes that you're involved in and somehow connect with you, how can they find out about you on social media? Uh, you can just head over to my Instagram, which is at Jackson Dollinger. Um, my Twitter's at Jackson Dollinger. And my TikTok's at official Jackson Dollinger. And I post a lot of stuff about those causes on those platforms. Well, Jackson, thank you for hanging out with me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. It was super fun. That brings today's episode to an end. Thanks for choosing to stop by and listen. If you enjoyed the show, consider sharing it with a friend and hitting the subscribe button. It's absolutely free. The views and opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. Until next time, cheers.